What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, my loves. This week's guest is Miss Mackenzie. Miss Mackenzie is an international BDSM and sexuality educator, professional dominatrix, certified erotic hypnotist, a trauma-informed relationship coach, and lifestyle and adult industry mentor. We spoke with Miss Mackenzie about how she honed her skills and came to lead workshops and one-on-one trainings on literally hundreds of topics for over two decades now. And if you're somewhere between Philadelphia and Baltimore, perhaps you'll want to check out her dungeon, Elysium, a hideaway for all your hedonistic fantasies. You can find more information on Miss Mackenzie's offerings at MissMackenzie.com. That's M-I-S-S-M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-E-E.com. We'll see you on the other side. Well, uh, this is going to be a fascinating conversation, I am sure. (laughs) We are joined by Miss McKenzie, who is... Uh, many things, um, a BDSM and sexuality educator, a professional dominatrix, uh, a certified erotic hypnotist, very interested in that, uh, a trauma-informed relationship coach, lifestyle and adult industry mentor. There's a lot here that I think that there's that we can unpack. Um, but uh, first of all, Mackenzie, hello. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, please. Thank you for having me. I'm so yeah. thankful to be here. Yeah. Uh, uh, let us know. You know, I, I, I sort of listed, uh, you know, all the things that you do. But uh, 
Uh, introduce yourself to our listeners. Who is Mackenzie? Where are you joining us from? And uh, and how's how's life? How's life? How's life being uh, all of those things in one? Um, busy, busy. I'm very I'm thankfully fucking, busy. I, I bet. I bet. <laughs> Um, I'm tuning in from, um, Delaware. Um, my dungeon, my dungeon Elysium is in Delaware and, um, it's kind of cool cause it's a central hub to a bunch of different places. It's close to Baltimore, close to DC, close to Philly, um, all of the above. So it's really nice to sort of be center and allow, you know, clients and couples and everything to come see me here. You pretty mm. much said what I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, did. I, I, I mean, you know. Uh, yeah. Is there anything that I, that I didn't say that you also happen to be? <laughs> I, I run a podcast. That's the there only we, thing you didn't say. There we <laughs> go. What's know? it? What's the, uh, what's the podcast? Um, uh, my podcast is, um, kink intimacy and cannabis lounge. Ooh. So talk about how all of them can mix together or yeah. not. So yeah. I have so many questions about that. Yeah. Well, I have an interesting thing to kind of like add to this a little, okay. I mean, we're, it's, I have a I have a bad habit of talking about myself. Horrible <laughs> host. Um, but um, I've I you know cannabis is something that um, so I live with a I live with a, a, a disease called cystic fibrosis, which is like a a chronic uh, fatal lung disease. Lung disease. And um, so cannabis, although I took part in a lot, uh, I was smoking a lot of weed in high school. A very bad idea. Like I do not recommend anyone with CF to be smoking anything. Um, but I did it because um, I didn't give a fuck. Uh, you know, I was a, I was a, I was a, I was a dumb, silly kid just trying to rebel. Um, in retrospect, probably should have done that differently with uh, different substances. But cocaine, uh, to which maybe. I do today, and and uh, not coke. <laughs> you live I mean, and you, know, you learn. That's right. That's right. Um, but I I um I ended up um I ended up you know I think just through through the use of edibles and stuff like that uh, back in the day before edibles were uh, before cannabis was legal up here in Canada and I had some bad experiences with edibles uh, primarily because of this woman right here who I fucked up one time I made some bad brownies fuck and did you ever we, we oh spun man out. did you just put too much in oh, I put too much in too it was fucking weird we were both living in alternate universes oh, for a was, bit it was it was, it was it was it was a nightmare it hung out too, we forgot how to read everybody in the room forgot <laughs> how to read <laughs> So bad, greened up fully, right? Okay. So all that to say that um, THC wasn't really my bag uh, for years, um, and then I I, I started uh, I started dating my my current partner, um, you know, not too long ago, and um, through our relationship, I started to kind of develop a new relationship to THC uh, through the use of like gummies and like weed water and stuff. And I actually really love it now, like like so much so that you know it's it's kind of become like a, a semi regular um, you know nightly weekly kind of thing where it's like okay I pop like ten milligram gummy, watch a movie whatever. Now here's where I'm going with this. I know that a lot of people really love like really love fucking on THC, really love sex on like with with THC running through their system. I can't seem to get on board with it and it's not that it's not that it, well a i haven't really tried yet in this exp exploration of doing the gummies but there will be nights where like i'm i you know I've, i've popped like 10 milligrams and we crawl into bed and I, i get in my head and i'm like no you're not gonna like sex right now it's it's like i don't know if it's for you right now you're too high for this and so i'm a little okay. bit scared to like actually try having sex on on THC because I, I'm, there's some sort of block there. So 
I guess all that to say, do you have any advice for someone who would like to engage in sex? Let's in THC? start off with helping Jeremy out with his problem. <laughs> help me, help me, bone. I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so there's a bunch of different things that you can do that isn't necessarily to get you high. So there's um, topicals that you can use mm. on your genitals um, that actually make you feel more pleasure. Ooh. So they're called arousal oils. Um, and they have, they have THC ones and CBD ones, and you can put them on regardless of your genitals. It doesn't matter. And they bring more blood flow there. They bring more, um, oxygen in that area and they make you, your libido higher. So, and it relaxes you. So specifically for people, not, not talking about you, but like specifically for people who might have had like sex trauma or something like that. Yeah. It's really, really, really good for because it relaxes that space and helps with pain. Right. Yeah. So there's like so many wonderful things that can happen with that. Like first, you know, if you're not looking to actually like get high and like want to dabble kind of with that and what that looks like. Right. It's amazing. There's a brand called, I don't work for them, but it's a brand called Foria, F-O-R-I-A. And they are freaking phenomenal. Yeah, they are. Yeah. We've 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 used their products. We've used their products. Yeah. We had a little, uh, a little like partnership with them not too long ago. Mm -hmm. That's Uh, awesome. They are great. I I didn't even think about it. I should know this shit. I mean, I just, but we just spoke to a woman on Sick Boy who has a PVD, provoked vestibuldinia. Okay. Yes. And, uh, and actually THC was like the thing that is like really helping her with uh, the sexual pain that she's that she's been facing for the last, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like, I guess, seven years. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's the root. And then the next thing is tinctures. Mm. So doing tinctures. So you can have they have tinctures that are actually for sexual arousal. Mm. So um, taking tinctures and trying a couple drops underneath your tongue first and they are supposed to help get like your libido going and your arousal going and like all those kind of things. Um, I know when I do stuff like that with previous partners that I've had that have had penises, they are just like super hard. So like rock hard, like ready to go. Like it's almost like they can't help but to be turned on because of it. All right. Okay. Cool. That's really interesting because I'm on the different side of the spectrum as you. Yeah. I've been like a daily cannabis smoker for more or less the last 20 years. It started around the same time I was sexually active. And I am starting to get to the point where I'm going, is this dampening my libido? Like, is it because I for sure when I was younger, it was like I, you know, all the physical sensations. We're we're not talking about topicals or, you know or tinctures, we're talking about smoking. So, but, Mm -hmm. but there is that like, but now I'm starting to feel like, does it, does it, is it actually, could it possibly be having a different effect on me now either? Cause things change over time. Like numbing you. Yeah. Numbing me or just like dampening my libido in general, like kind of making it seem like, well, it's going to take a, it's, it's, you know, I've been with my partner for a little bit longer, so it takes a little bit longer to like get in the headspace of being aroused. So right, right. is it is it putting more of a hurdle there because now I'm maybe a little bit more lazy or, you know, right. whatever. And, you know, it's legal here now. And yep. eventually I think we'll catch up with scientific studies on it because I'm sure things have been being done historically to, to, to test it for stuff like this. But or or whatever, but 
we just we don't have access to that information and hopefully that kind of information will become more plentiful but there's a hopefully. part of me that's wondering <laughs> yeah hopefully but there's a part of me that's wondering is like could it also have an adverse effect mm. so one of the things that i've done with my submissive um is we're really big on like she's the other she's the other host for my podcast and when we talk about um like consuming cannabis and looking for it to be like to connect intimately, connect kink wise, connect sex wise, any of those things, we've learned to be very intentional about doing it rather than just smoking. And then like, okay, see what it happens. Like we put sort of like an intention involved in it. So like, okay, we're smoking with the intent to feel pleasure to we're smoking this specific strain that we know affects us and makes us more horny. Mm. There are strains specifically for sex okay. and specifically for sensations and specifically made for kink. Um, maybe not necessarily made for it, but people have found that it helps yeah, and, yeah. and, and, you know, um, makes things much more pleasurable and much more like in tune and in connected and stuff like that. So like, we found like a couple different strains that are phenomenal for that. One is called Jilly Bean, J-I-L-L-Y-B-E-A-N. Jilly Bean is one that's like phenomenal. Hmm. Um, it, you basically feel your sensation so much more. So you can say like, okay, I'm doing this with the intent to feel pleasure so much more or to feel more connected to my partner or to feel much more intimacy than I felt before. Mm. And I feel like with that intention and really focusing on that, I do feel it more when I have sex rather than just smoking and just trying, just enjoying the space. Mm. That's an excellent point. And the, it kind of struck me when you talked about the tincture, it's like, it's, it's a part of the ritual to getting into the mood rather than me just like coming home from school at the end of a long day and like smoking a joint because I want to like switch gears. Exactly. That intentional, mm -hmm. like this is why I'm doing that seems to be a really nice way to approach that kind of, or any kind of medicine yeah. that you're ingesting to be like, this is what I hope to yeah. get from it. It also makes a lot of sense to me considering like, again, as someone who is like kind of a newbie, uh, uh, like a, a new, f a, a, a new, a, yeah, just straight up like a, a novice when it comes to, uh, to THC, um, even, even myself, like noticing the very strong differences between like an indica leaning gummy I take or like a sativa leaning gummy and starting to realize like how one feel, how I prefer the feel of one to the other, the, how my, how my mindset is during that that experience so like it, it does it makes a lot of sense to me that there's like you know specific strains are going to have a different effect and so you know maybe it is like it's sort of like finding a therapist you're, maybe you don't find the right one right off the bat it takes a little bit of shopping and then you find the one where you're like oh, absolutely yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna make some and the other thing is like happen. you're saying like you know, like I kind of, I'm like, I don't know if I don't know if I'm into this after mm. doing this. Like, I mm -hmm. think it's more about like taking the pressure off of it and just yeah. enjoying the experience. Yeah, totally. I, I miss, I would love to ask you about uh, your work as a dominatrix. I always okay. find it pretty fascinating to talk to people who are in that line of work. Uh, how do you, how did you find yourself in the position of deciding, you know what, I'm going to take on this project. I am going to learn the ways, the art of, uh, of a dominatrix. So I have a really, really weird story about how I got involved. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I was in a nightclub when I lived in South Carolina. And a woman came up to me who owned a dom house and said, 
you look like you'd be really fun to work for me. And I was like, okay, <laughs> weird lady. <laughs> what are you talking about? And she's like, you look really dominant. And I was like, what is that? Like, I'm 18. I don't know anything. And I'm like, this weird lady is coming up to me and asking me to work for her. And she was like, here's my card. If you're interested, call me. And I called her and I went to like my, I went there and sat in on a session while someone else was having it. And I, she's like, you don't have to do anything during, just watch, see if you enjoy it. See if, you know, this is something you'd want to do. And I joined in and like, just, it was very natural for me mm. <laughs> and really enjoyed it. And she was like, yeah, I knew you were going to be good here. <laughs> That's well, so did you fun. ever ask her, like, what did you see from across the club? Um, I, I mean, I'm six foot, so I'm, I'm really tall. I think intimidate a lot of people are very intimidated by me, by the way that I look, even though I'm like a mommy, dom, sweet, caring person, I think I look intimidating. So I think part of that was probably it. <laughs> Do you think she was scouting that night? Do you think she's like out there? That's like, a possibility. Yeah, totally. I don't know. That's I want to be scouted. I mean, I feel like if you're in that type of position, you're always, your yeah. eye is always kind of on the lookout for recruitment. You're always going probably, to probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And how I'm long, sure. How long yeah. ago was that? Um, so, uh, over 20 years ago. Okay. Holy fuck. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so you've been doing it for a while. And yeah, did it, did I you- like, I did <laughs> off and on, like I did camming, I did, um, you know, phone sex type stuff. I've done like all that kind of stuff, but my, I guess like what I've always gone back to is like in-person stuff. I like the energy of in-person mm. Um, what's the, uh, the other thing that I'm kind of curious about is, is this, this title of of an adult industry mentor. Um, I I can like, even just saying the words, it makes a lot of sense to me that that would be a really valuable thing for someone who's maybe curious about getting into the industry, but like having no fucking clue where to start. So what does that mean? Like, what, what does that entail? And, and also like, what was the origin story to that? Um, I feel like even when I started people, like, I don't know if it's cause I'm a Leo, but like, I've kind of always been a leader and people have always looked at me for advice or whatever, even if it was like sex or relationship stuff, it's always been a thing, even when I was younger. And I think, um, when I started in the business, I just jumped in head first and I went to classes and I made sure that I learned from like the best in the business and stuff like that. And then I feel like I, I, well, I went to school to be a teacher. So it's very natural that like teaching and mentoring is a thing for me, but, um, I feel like it was really needed because there's a lot of cattiness in this industry Mm. and a lot of like people who don't want you to succeed or afraid that they're going to lose out on money and whatever. And I'm just not like that. I just want everyone to succeed. I think there's enough money in the sex industry to, for it to go throughout. Mm. And so I want to be able to help people and I want to help people be safe. This is a dangerous industry. Mm. So making sure that people are doing things safely, that they understand how to negotiate and understand their boundaries and um, be able to be successful without having any of the pitfalls that could possibly happen. Turn Me On Podcast will be back after this short break. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Um, I didn't see this on your on your list, but, like, say I came to you as a, you know, a pedestrian out there on the street and was like, I really want to get into escorting or something, mm-hmm. you know? what What kind of... What would you, it seems like there's different structures of how that works. Like I see, you know, I know, I know women who work with other women. I know women who work with people who have been in the, like young women who have been, young women who are working with people who have been in the industry for many, many years, more of as a facilitator um, rather than like an active participant. Um, And it seems like there's lots of different ways to do it in terms of like someone just being like, I think I'm into this. What are the what are the things you might say to that person? Or also like, is there any part of your brain that's kind of hanging back, sort of analyzing the situation being like, they want this experience, but maybe they would be better in a dominic- dom- dominance or in a kink like community right. rather than going out there and like doing the escorting thing. Like how, what's your process of, So typically, I guess if someone comes to me and is like, I want to go into the adult industry, I don't know much about it. Um, I don't really know where I fit in, but I think I want this is typically what someone will say. Like, I think I might want to do this kind of thing, but I don't really know. And then like, what does that look like? And then I'll ask questions like, um, uh, so I guess if someone's like, oh, I'm looking to escort, I'm looking to do full service. Um, work and what that looks like. I'll say, you know, um, like, I mean, so many people in this, like, I'm trying to like word this properly. So, so many people that like look for that, like can have other niches too. They can be a kinky full sex worker. They can be a dominant full sex worker. They can be a submissive full sex worker. They could be, you know, whatever. um, And what that looks like, or they could be an escort that doesn't actually provide sex. I have plenty of friends that do that. Mm. Um, so it really looks like what your boundaries are and really delving deep on what that looks like. Like if you have other partners, like how are they going to react to this? Cause it isn't just about you. It's about like making sure that your whole life fits around this mm. and isn't uncomfortable. Cause you don't want to take on this job and then like it ruin your life or your responsibilities or any one of those things. <laughs> so I kind of like would ask those questions and um, talk about what it looks like for advertising, for marketing, for branding, 
um, all of those things that are really important because if you're just a random person, it's very unlikely that someone's going to choose you. You have to have some kind of verification, whether it's, you know, social media, whether it's having your own website, whether it's being on things where you're verified and people are giving you reviews. So there's like a whole giant process to what that looks like to make sure that you look legit. Mm. How do you find men, like, uh, is it mentees? Is that the, is that the word? How do you find mentees? Like how, how do these people find you or like, you know, are you like that woman that was in the club and you know, you see someone and you say, Hey, uh, I feel, I feel like, like I'm, I'm okay. I'm good that she did it because you know, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah, in this yeah, industry yeah, now, yeah. but like, I think it's kind of like, I don't want to like offend anybody. Like, sure. wow, you look real kinky. Like, like what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not that. Or, you know, those, those words that people find offensive, mm. you know? So like, I think, I mean, I advertise for it. I think a lot of it is word of mouth. Mm, um, mm. If a, a, I, I get a lot of pro doms because I have a lot of skills as a dominant. I'm a lifestyle dom too. So I have a lot of BDSM and kink skills because I've been doing it for so long. So I'd say the majority of it is either online domination or in-person domination stuff. Um, but I do get like cam girls. I do get full sex workers. I do get people who want to be in the adult industry in all of the realm, whether it's porn star, however, whatever that looks like, I do get them all. But I think it's a lot of it's word of mouth. And um, people recommending me because um, mm. now they're successful and making good money and they feel good about their business and things like that. That's awesome. That's a really cool. Uh, it, it's what a good thing to have a mentor in any realm, but like, let alone something where you can't talk to everybody. You can't talk to everybody about this particular desire. If yeah. It's something and it's that not you a college do. course. No, it isn't. It should be. <laughs> I mean, doming seems like a lot of fun. Would you say that it's more work than fun or like what's the division between work and play for you? And I'd role? say over the years, I have now like, I guess, built, I don't know, reputation or whatever you want to say that like I can pick and choose what I want to do, mm. which has been really helpful in me enjoying myself as a pro dom, because as a lifestyle dom, you know, I live with my submissive. I have other par play partners that are submissive, things like that. Like for me to still enjoy it as a lifetime, like, like lifestyle, I need to be able to enjoy it like pro too. That isn't where I feel like a kink dispenser. Mm. Like I want this happening and this happening and you to say this and this exactly to be like this and you to wear this or whatever. Like for me, I want someone to be able to like, trust me that I know what I'm doing and I can push their boundaries and they can enjoy themselves in a very safe atmosphere. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I don't really, know if that answers your question. It does. It just it gave me like a little bit of insight that I haven't heard before. Just um, that I just wrote down kink dispenser because that's, that's, I imagine that's how you hone your skills to begin with is like catering to all of these, you know, different demands. And, mm -hmm. and then you, and now you're in a place where it sounds like the majority of it is by choice. Do you need, do you need to have any kind of like submissive experiences to balance this out like in your life or do you um, mostly feel? I, so Part of the reason why I do what I do is I've had some really bad experiences. 
And so I want to make sure that the people who I teach, whether it's a dominant or a sub, that they are as safe as possible, that they're consent oriented, that they understand what negotiation looks like prior to, you know, the experience that you're going to have to make sure that people are safe because I haven't always been safe or Mm. people haven't taken care of me to make sure that I'm safe. So I think that's one of my like guiding forces to make sure, you know, when I teach classes, you know, I teach classes almost every single week, even, and it's been more virtually, which has been wonderful. It's a good thing that came out of pandemic. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Has been able to teach virtually and connect with people all over the world. But I think my main focus in my classes is safety Mm. and how to make sure people are safe and how to understand what consent looks like and things like that. And it's really been healing for me Mm. in that aspect. Because you kind of take control of like the next generation of exactly and people who don't know any better like a lot of it is just like people who do kink if they're not going to classes or whatever it's just like what they kind of learn in books or movies or whatever which isn't necessarily safe or healthy or good and so being able to teach like I guess like newbies or people who are possibly interested in it and giving them better ways to interact and be safe is so, so, so important to me. Mm-hmm. I've known so many specifically submissives that have been consent violated, that have been so many things because there's predators everywhere, but there's definitely going to be predators in a scene that people are more vulnerable. Mm. Right. I, I would love to, uh, to dive into the subject of erotic hyp- hypnotherapy or, or I guess erotic erotic is it erotic hypnotherapy is that what you'd say or like the art of of an erotic hypnotist all of the above yeah (laughs) what what does that mean erotic uh hypnotist so an erotic hypnotist is just like a regular hypnotist but um um which i do do regular hypnosis i do a lot of hypnotherapy i do a lot of trauma work people who have trauma in any capacity um, are afraid to be naked in front of their partner, afraid to, you know, delve into anything, you know, Catholic guilt, all of those things, you know, mm. with tr- trauma um, and phobias and things like that. But I'd say erotic hypnosis is more relating to um, sex or sexuality and helping um, specifically my, I guess my niche is helping couples become closer with erotic hypnosis. So I can give you some examples. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how does it work? Like, I, like, you know, if I, if I was to come in with my partner to have a session, like, what, what would that look like? So I'd ask um, things about like what they're looking to possibly change or work on. Um, so, uh, I, you know, say somebody says like, okay, um, we, uh, my libido is much lower than it was. I need, I would like that to become much more intense, especially when I'm around my partner And the other partner might say, yeah, my libido is through the roof. And, you know, I'd like my partners to equal out to mine. And so I talk about what that looks like. They're called um, triggers. So basically I'd instill a trigger into someone that like, say the partner could do something to them to make them more horny at a time Mm. um, so that it kind of connects them together. Or I can say something like, okay, every time you're with your partner, you're going to feel this. Or every time you're in the bedroom with your partner, you're going to feel this and much more intense and much more pleasure and your libido spikes and your arousal spikes. Like that's a pretty common one. I get 
Um, say somebody has a really intense kink or fetish that their partner isn't into, mm. um, I could help the partner be into that kink, which right. is huge mm-hmm. for people who have like really intense feelings or can't get off without thinking or doing this specific thing. Like that can be huge for couples. Yeah, um, I can imagine. I so. heard an example on another podcast you were talking um talking to Sunny Megatron about, uh, you know, something as simple, as simple, and I say that in quotes, as like a foot fetish, like if one person's really into feet and just wants to worship feet and then the other person's like, I don't want anyone touching my feet. Mm. Like Absolutely. That's, that's like, but I, but maybe I don't want anyone touching my feet, but I wish that I did. Like, yeah. I wish for I could partner. do that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. exactly. exactly. Yeah. And so, like, is this, exactly. is this something like that example there, right? Like the foot thing. Like, is this something that in, in your experience, you've noticed that like it takes, you know, one session or is it, or is it oftentimes multiple sessions focusing on the same thing? And then like eventually the, through the, you know, the work of the hip, hip, the, of, through the work of the hypnotist, through the work of being hypnotized. What is the word I'm looking for? <laughs> through the work of hypno, hypnosis. hypnosis. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Through the work of hypnosis that like it just starts to click after, you know, like it just sort of falls into place after a few sessions or like how, how, what's the, what's the like efficiency rate here of, of, of like, so, a session? Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to try not to be uh, too cocky on this. <laughs> I'm fucking great. <laughs> One and done every time. I've, I've never found someone who doesn't go into hypnosis when I've hypnotized them. I've never found anyone, even the people who are like, I'm so analytical brain and I'm never going to go under. I'm like, they're, they're the quickest to go under and they're so shocked by it. Um, I'd say it really depends on the person and how deep things are. Like for instance, like I help people with um, erectile dysfunction, which is a huge thing. Um, especially for someone who might be on medication that yeah. it affects or something like that. And that's big for most cis men, their penises are very important. And so being able to do that and like work with that, like I've helped people just on one session and they're like, wow, I'm better now. That was a miracle. And then sometimes if it's maybe like deeper and maybe they're in their brain more about it, it might take a couple of times. I don't want to like, I never try and like give someone like, oh, it's going to be this. And like, you're going to be completely fine. It's like any other hypnotist that you go to if you're going for like sleep or you're going for a phobia or you're going for quit smoking or something like that it may not take the one time you may be someone who it takes a couple times yeah yeah um i i know that i've never like seen someone on the regular for one thing it's typically one or a couple times and then they're good to go yeah which is great for them bad for business i guess yeah (laughs) repeat clients yeah yeah. it's a it's a it's okay because i feel like i get people who um refer me like sure, to sure, others sure. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. no yeah. end there's no end to that business honestly there's always <laughs> more clientele but um that being said does the effect effectiveness of one particular um approach wear off over time like like that trigger worked for like six months or that Ooh. trigger worked for like a couple of years but now i because our sexual our sexuality is also always changing the things Evolving, that turn us on yeah. and i would imagine especially if you've been someone who can't get satisfied can't get your kink satisfied or your desire satisfied and then suddenly you can because you know your your partner's been under hypnosis and now we've 
now we've got it going. Like maybe I'm going to get over that thing that I used to not be able to get. I mean, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I tend to put, when I put triggers in, I'll say this gets more intense every time you do it. (laughs) So like I do stuff like that, obviously with consent, like, and what that looks like. Um, but also sometimes if someone, um, if it fades for somebody or whatever, I might do an audio hypnosis so that, and you know, they'll purchase that so that they can listen to that before bed. Mm. So that can sort of like instill it even more and make it more intense again. Mm. Um, so it really depends. Like I'd say the amount of times that I've done hypnosis, like people contact me and they're like, Oh my God, my sex life is just like so much better. What the heck? Like, you know, stuff that I didn't enjoy, I enjoy now. Oh my God. Or like the shame is gone or the guilt is gone. Like that's freaking amazing. Mm. Um, or the pain is gone from the sex I was having. That's my a God, huge one. That can change like everything for somebody. Yeah. Well, and- we talked to, uh, we talked to a doctor. I'm Cantor? Pre- uh, no, the one who wrote sex points. Oh yeah. Uh, Bot Shava. Bot Shava. And she, she was saying, like pain, even a little bit of pain, even if you don't think about like, ha- like I know that I've experienced pain during sex and it's like, she's like, even that little amount of pain can become a massive hurdle yeah. in your brain to wanting to have Absolutely. sex. Even if it's just like, it's okay in the moment. Cause you're really mm-hmm. turned on. But like later on you're thinking like, even in your subconscious, it's like, it's a bit painful. So yeah. absolutely. Something. Has anyone ever come and been like, can you decrease my libido so I can match my partner? <laughs> um, no, <laughs> not, not. I'm sure that that's a thing, but I'm sure um, someone out there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I've also done like some really interesting things around sexuality. So like, and gender. So like people wanting to know what it feels like to be the opposite gender, which is freaking amazing because, you know, they don't want to go through all the hormones or the surgery or whatever, but they want to know what that feels like, which can really be um, reaffirming for, you know. Mm. I would People imagine. unsure of their gender. That's really interesting. You'd almost think that would be a little bit more mainstream these days. I, I've, I've like, I'm sure other people have done it, but I'm always trying to think of like ways that I can help mm-hmm. um, my clients or like ways that I can add things in that could elevate their experience in some capacity. So stuff like that has been really interesting or like, fantasies that you can't actually get met so like these we you know strange out of their fantasies like i've i've made people believe that i was a vampire and i was gonna suck all their blood out like they actually Mm. believed that Mm. like you can't actually have that happen and yeah the best you can do is role play exactly yeah exactly like just weird things like that or i've had i've done stuff with my submissive where i made it feel like she was being abducted by aliens and being probed by them and it was really hot like stuff like that is like so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really unlimited what you can do with hypnosis and like pleasure to pain, pain to pleasure, um, stuff surrounding like who they are or, you know, just really, really, really cool stuff you can do with hypnosis that you can't do anywhere else. How long does a hypnotic state take? Like to put someone under? Well, and then the whole process of being of like, um, I can't remember the word that you use, but like to, to seed that trigger or, you know, like how long is a session that you would do with someone? It depends on how many triggers I'm putting in somebody. So like I typically take, especially if it's the first time with somebody, it takes about a half hour to put someone under. 
And then like whatever I'm doing, whatever triggers I'm putting in them, whether that's more pleasure, whatever that looks Mm -hmm, like. And mm -hmm. then looking into adding some of the um, triggers in. So it really looks, if I'm adding like five or six, I try not to do more than five or six. The brain has to remember all of that and Mm -hmm. it gets confusing. (laughs) So how how does one become an erotic hypnotist? Um, so there's numerous programs that you can go through to start. So I'm actually a certified hypnotist as well and a Mm. hypnotherapist, but then I also did erotic hypnosis because I wanted to, because obviously my, my field, it makes more sense to be involved in that kind of stuff. Not that I don't do hypnotherapy, but I feel like anybody can go to a hypnotherapist, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't necessarily have to be open-minded or into the things that I'm into, Mm -hmm. but with me, it's kind of cool. People can talk about their taboo things and allow that to, to enhance their life or take it away. Or I've had people who like, are like, well, you know, porn's taking over my life. That's Mm -hmm. all I do. You Mm -hmm. know, it's really affecting my relationships and I can make it so porn isn't a thing for them anymore, or Mm -hmm. that's not their main thing. Like that changes lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's Absolutely. not something that somebody would really go to it, a regular hypnotist for. They right. feel probably really embarrassed about. Totally. Yeah. And my understanding too is like hypnotherapy would have different sort of ethics than erotic hypnotherapy, like in terms of how, like what the boundaries are and, and like, and consent like how does that work on an ongoing basis with it i mean that's a great question so for me um you know i'm not a therapist i didn't go to school to be a therapist and part of me like really wanted to be i actually was going to go to school for like and then actually do psychiatry because i'm so fascinated with the human mind and what it can do but there's a lot of what you said like ethics and stuff that go along with it where you want to avoid transference Mm. and in my business transference is important Mm -hmm. so like touch you know, somatic approaches that you, you know, t- touch and what that looks like. You most hypnotic, you know, most therapists like can't touch their clients. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And so the ethics of that, like, I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm really um, big with like morals and what that looks like to make sure consent is, is taken even when they're under. Um, Cause you're, you're playing with somebody's mind. You mm-hmm. are literally tinkering with somebody's mind and changing things in their mind. So I need to make sure that the person fully trusts me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, it can look like numerous things, but I, I think making sure that now, like I I'm in this where I, I can have transference with people and I can connect with people. And like, I have regulars that like, I love they're like family, um, that I've been seeing for many, many, many years. It's a different type of therapeutic relationship. It seems like, like, I mean, there's just, we don't quite have the vocabulary for it. I don't think in our culture or society to say like therapy can look a little bit different than mm-hmm. just like sitting across from someone and talking in a chair or even like some of the somatic stuff, which is like really mm-hmm. based around movement. It's like maybe that realm of psychology or psychiatry is like has ethics against like touching and transference. But like you said, in your world, in your field, like that's a part of the transaction that yeah. a lot of people are looking for, mm-hmm. for healing. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good requirement. And, mm-hmm. and it's funny. It's, it's, I've never really thought about how that's like, I, well, I've thought about how that's stigmatized, but I've never really thought about how it has its legitimate spot alongside other types of therapy. Like we can't just 
medicalize situations mm-hmm. and be totally like this is your kind of thing that you have to sort of figure out on your own with my assistance. Mm-hmm. This is like very clinical. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this is like a different kind of hands-on, yeah. like, you know, manual approach to therapy. I yeah. love I love that. Yeah. And I think part of it is like most of the time people just want to make sure that they're they're normalized and not mm-hmm. judged. Mm-hmm. And going to someone who's, I guess, quote unquote vanilla minded or not in this same sort of industry or who has had the experience with a lot of this, like, I'm like, there isn't many things you can tell me that would shock me. I've seen a lot. (laughs) And I think that's beneficial for some people, especially when they're embarrassed or shameful of stuff that they want to come forward about. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. This is, uh, this has been really, really fascinating. Uh, Ms. McKenzie, how, how can people stay up to date with you, the work that you do? How can people find uh, the kink intimacy and cannabis lounge podcast? Uh, Let, let the folks know how they can stay up to date with what you're up to. Um, the best way is, um, I, I have a direct me it's direct.me slash miss McKenzie. And the reason why I say that and not my website is because it has everything on there. Mm. Like it'll, it shows like my classes that I have coming up, which I have a couple really freaking cool classes coming up that I just invented. So I'm pretty excited about them. Um, and it has my podcast on there. It has. I make kink and BDSM and safety toys. So like it has that on there. Mm. It has um, my Patreon for teaching stuff, my OnlyFans, all that kind of stuff. All, all the goodies the goods. places. All the goods, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Miss McKenzie, this has been a real treat. It was so nice to meet you. Uh, thank you for giving, giving us a little bit of insight into your very fascinating world. Um, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to k- kind of keeping up with the, the work that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. You guys are wonderful. <laughs> All right, there we have it, folks. Hope you enjoyed that conversation that we just had. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the podcast further, you can do that by leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can simply rate the podcast on the Spotify mobile app. And uh, if you want to uh, support the podcast even further than that, which you can. Wow. You can You're go to, so kind and thoughtful and so generous. Thoughtful, so generous. Go to patreon.com slash turn me on uh, to become a patron and help us uh, keep this podcast afloat. Well, if you want to reach out to us, turn me on podcast at gmail.com is always open for all of your messages. That's the best way to get in touch. If you have a question for us, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you have a recommendation for a guest on the show, or if you just want to send us a little love note, uh, email money transfer, uh, all of that sex toy, <laughs> you know, we're, we're our email inbox is open to you. That is it for this week. Until next week. Why don't you go touch yourself? Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. 
Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.